I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Is that you? Oh, an empty place. Oh, I love it. A perfect place to practice the exciting sights of humming. Hum along if you can't sing along. Hum along. Hum along if you can't sing along. You hum along. Hum along if you can't sing along. Hum along. Yeah, hum along with Zavlov X. Hmm. Very interesting, this thing. What's up? Going on, buddy? Oh, nothing. I was scrolling through some old, uh, some old fantasy league stats, and there was a game in 2006 where you left uh, 92 points on the bench. And when? 2016. Did I say six? Yeah, I was gonna say. 2016. 92 points on the bench, huh? <laughs> yeah, because I saw one where I left 80, and I was like, "God damn, that's ridiculous." Well, you got you got the you got the best one we've ever seen in the history of the league. Was that intentional? Who knows? No, no, it was week two. I mean, my team's just that good. Yeah, you left them all on the bench. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Did I, did I lose that game? I don't know. It's just like a, it's a trophy. Oh, uh, most points on the bench award? Poor coaching decision award. Yeah. I got a lot of trophies. You do. You're really racking them <laughs> up. But, uh, no, nothing. What are you doing? Uh, not a lot. Just, uh, playing a little Red Dead Redemption. Driving oh. the wagon around. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I've I've played that game once I think with Bork. Have you? It's 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 addicting once you get into it. Like doing a lot of country shit, step on a video game. It's it's weird. It's like you, you wish you were him. Ah, uh, kinda, yeah. Cruising the country, killing people, and riding horses and badass shit. And you got a community to care for, too, so it's not like you're just an asshole. It's not all fun and games, huh, Jeff? Oh, yeah. What do you have to do? You got to bring them home food? Money? All the essentials. It's just a group of outlaws on the run, man. And uh, you're one of the... You're not the head honcho, but you're, like, second in command. Of this outlaw gang? Yeah. Okay. And then that's the people you're talking about? Yeah. 
Oh, well, how big's this gang? Gang, gang. Probably about 15 people or so. I've never really counted, and I lose track of characters because they all just kind of. And when you come up, when you come back to camp, you can like talk with them or shoot the shit, or you can just go to your quarters and sleep. Or you can go fish. Really do whatever. Yeah. What's the sleep like on a video game? The sleep. Like you just stare at a guy sleeping, or what do you do? I mean, you just hit a button to sleep, and it asks you how long you want to sleep for, and like. It passes that day into that evening or whatever, and you get a little twangy banjo and a little, uh, it cuts to a, a sky, skyline of some sort, depending what time of day. It's either night or sunrise or daytime, you know? Okay. You sleep through that, and you pop up, and it's, uh, you're, you're re-energized, you got more health, and, uh, you're good to go. So it's a time lapse. Yeah. Really, is just a time lapse, but it gets your health up. I gotcha, but there has to be games where you actually put someone down to bed, and then you go to bed yourself, and then when you wake up in the morning, you wake the character. I'm confused on what you mean, like, I kind of woke, like, the character woke up, he got in and out of bed. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, a real-time sleep. Like, the... oh, like, like it's, it's literally, like, eight hours long, and you gotta, like... Go yeah. back to eight hours later to wake his ass up. Yeah, like if you only give him four, you know, he's going to die or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has to have eight. So you put He's got to shower and shave and shit. Yeah, so you put the character down and then you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you wake it back up. If you don't wake him up, then he's got to just keep sleeping all day. Yeah, what happens then? Oh, you go, you get poor. <laughs> that's what happens because <laughs> you don't go to work and yeah 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 so yeah if you let them sleep too long you get poor there's got to be a game like this out there yeah i would imagine so um but yeah nothing's going on not not too much going on here we're a day early um we got a hard network out at about seven fifteen. Central time? Yep. Alright. So, we got a little time here, but you can consider that... Which means nothing for the listener, but... No. Not at all. Uh, it be 13 o'clock for all he gives a damn, he or she. Yeah, because this is a nap time... Ca- this is a nap cast. It is a nap cast. <laughs> yeah, so you, you throw it on when you're going to sleep. Get a little some, maybe get a good fact or an interesting tidbit in your brain, and then you we we drift you into sleep. Oh yeah, we're good at that. I've heard people tell me they do it. It's fine. Totally cool with it. Um, what else? Anything else going on? Not much, dude. Working Joe Rogan this weekend. You're working a Joe Rogan show. Yeah, a couple of Joe Rogan shows. Oh shit! Are you get, do you get to be in the room or no? <clears throat> I doubt it. How? Who gets those spots? You just got to get lucky, or the is there a lot of uh, uh, seniority going on? There's a little seniority, and uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 random mostly, but you got to have what they call a guard card most of the time. I don't have a guard card. What's that? Like, uh, a little thing that certifies you to be a security guard? 
Yeah. Gives you a little more authority. Why don't you get a guard? How, how do you obtain this guard card? Well, they used to incentivize you by giving you like a $1 raise and shit. But now nowadays under new management, there's no incentive. You got to like do paperwork and training and go pay for your own physical and shit. And there's no increase of pay? No, none. So it's literally just so you have a better chance of seeing Joe Rogan. We have a better chance of just like... They claim better chance of getting shifts and stuff, but everything is automated by a random fucking computer algorithm, so I don't know how they claim that shit. Hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe you'll get lucky. And you, So he's doing stand-up or like a live podcast? Uh, stand-up. Two nights? Yeah. Joe Rogan at the Oriental? No, not the Oriental, uh, Belco Theater. Okay. So let's play a game of guess what Jeff's gonna do. What do you, <laughs> what do you think you're gonna do? I think you, is there a, uh, parking lot? Is there a parking situation? So Friday I got, like, a pretty regular shift. Like, you show up a couple hours before the show, and you go through the show. It's like a five to midnight or what have you. So for that, I think I'll be uh, just doing some random ticket-taking, wanding bullshit. The second day I have a longer shift, I show up like midday and stay till like through the show still. So I think for that, my guess would be uh, they have cards coming through for like bars. You know, they got like these roll-up cocktail bars that you see at fancy venues, you know? Yeah. Yeah, all those guys are coming in. Electricians are coming in and stuff. So you just stand worthlessly at a at a, a metal detector and uh, just small talk people basically as they come through. Oh, you're like letting the people in that should be able to come in. You mean? Yeah. So they're they're coming in like with authority. Like they they're not here for your shit. If you try and question them, they're like, yeah. oh, "I work here." Yeah. Like, so you, okay, dude, I get it. You don't be sassy. Yeah. So you're just fucking up there. Just come on in, boys. I gotcha. Waving yeah, I mean, they, they still got to take the shit out for the metal detector, but that's about it. Yeah. So, the, like, does he have a lot of people coming on? You said this show is going to run from 5 to midnight, you think? No, that's that's what time my shift is. Oh. Uh, I think it's actually two shows. Yeah. Each, each night, you know? Like, he's got a early show and a late show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing the early one's at, like, 6.37, and the late one's probably at 9 or 10. Okay. But yeah, Joe Rogan. Interesting crowd should be, huh? Yeah, I mean... I don't he's even a, know, he, man. He's popular. Oh, Yeah. That's what I mean. You just get it's basically like I don't even know how to describe the Joe Rogan fan base. Is it, no, it's very eclectic. Uh monster energy. A little a, a hint of monster energy and then uh and then gauges. You think gauges for Joe Rogan? <laughs> and then uh tattoos like Okay, yeah. MMA yeah. tattoos. Um, uh, beef, beef mixes like shakes, powders, muscle powders. 
a lot, a lot of gym rats, yeah. Yeah, gym rats and water jugs, gallons. Um, You'll get that stoner crowd, too, that conspiracy yes. ass crowd. Yes, yeah, conspiracy like nerds, too. You get some stoners. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Like it, it, it's really all over the place. It is kind of over. Yeah, it is pretty. It's pretty eclectic. Yeah, he touches a lot of fucking folk. Not, not, not in a Bill Cosby way. Oh, you never know, though. You never know, but probably not. I, I would say not. <laughs> I think Rogan's clean. I'll give him a ocular pat down when I see him this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I'd see more him. uh... Me too in it. Oh, for sure. Not that he's likely to do that, but I, I could see a Me Too before a Cosby. Well, I guess it's the same thing. I, I was thinking Cosby was doing kids. Cosby wasn't kids, was he? No. Yeah. Just ladies. <clears throat> well, um, I didn't get to see SmackDown this week. Segway. Because of a busy, uh, I don't know, shit's, shit's going down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we are a day early, so. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I mean, gotta work, gotta work late tomorrow, so tomorrow's not gonna work. Oh, uh, yeah. I got you, man. So, yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> Hulu cut doesn't even come out till today, so unless you skimmed that shit, I wasn't expecting you to see it. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty under the gun. That's next level, uh, wrestling fan. I would have had to, like watched it on my break, which I'm not down with. <laughs> but um, NXT's going to USA Network. Did you see that? I saw that during SmackDown. They put a commercial up for it. Usually, I fast forward through commercials, but I was doing some shit, so I was letting it ride. Yeah. That's that's big time, huh? I think that's pretty cool. Cause I know like NXT was taping, you know. Oh, they weren't live. I don't think so. No, I, I if I if I unless they changed it recently, but I know they used to do like they shoot four shows at a time and shit. Four shows, Jesus. I think that's what they said. But um, no, I think it's pretty cool. It's gonna go. You know, it'll be up against uh, AEW. What night is it? Wednesday still? Yeah. Wait. Wait. Yeah, I think so. And will this be uh, after SmackDown moves to Fox? No, this is coming quick. This is like September. When SmackDown moved to Fox? Uh, like October. During football season? I think so. So we might see SmackDown ads during a Bears game? Is that a possibility? Yeah, like, yeah, that'd be like a Thursday nighter or, or, or like something like that, you mean? No, 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 I mean, you, you know how much crap you get from Fox about their Sunday lineup of cartoons and shit during every football game? Oh, yeah, you get a lot of robot, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, you get a shit ton of robot. <laughs> <laughs> Sing, what's this, how's the song go? Did I change it? I hope that was in sync, because at my end of the conversation, we sounded like two trucks that was trying to sing together. 
Probably. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think the NXT thing's cool, man. But they're not going to travel still, so that sucks. I was hoping they would travel so we could, like, maybe come to one in Peoria. Oh, baby steps. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they could do it. They could do a size like like Raw and SmackDown probably don't want to come to Peoria, but NXT could. Oh, for sure. I mean, basically anywhere they do WWE live shows. Yeah. Like the yeah, it, it would be awesome for the small market. Yeah. So I was I was pretty pumped about that. Does this uh, change your perception of NXT at all? What if like, once it goes big time? Yeah. I don't know. Like, will I watch it, you mean? Not basically. Well, I try. I do watch it sometimes, but there's just not enough time for all this fucking wrestling. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who, who could possibly watch this much wrestling? Well, there's a lot of people out there. Oh, I know. <laughs> there's probably a lot of people that watch, like, all of it. Yeah. New Japan, AEW... Well, AEW's not up yet, but New Japan, WoW, uh, all of Jim Ross's shit, all of WWE. No, but to answer your question, yeah, I think it would. I think it makes it cooler. It'll just like it'll just help it grow, you know. Because the, right, the only thing I'm worried about is it might water down the uh, the marquee crowd. I don't mean marquee, I mean mark E. Yeah. Like, uh, the thing I really like about NXT pay-per-views is just, like, how much the crowd is into it. If you put on a larger network that uh, with a much broader audience, that might get uh, trampled out, and you might get the silent WWE treatment as opposed to the rowdy-ass NXT treatment. Yeah. Like I said, it's in the same building, but I know what you mean. Like, that could bring out somebody... Like a somebody who's not that into it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at the pay per views when they do the takeovers. Yeah, I just think it. I like everything I watch of NXT is really cool. I just never have time to watch it. So I think it'll. I think it's good for. I think it's a good idea because, like, you know, there people. There are some people that have cable, surprisingly, and that flip through shit and stop. You know what I mean? And they're going to be... Fl- That's how I got back into wrestling. Yeah, so like you'll flip... Like people that used to watch wrestling will flip through and see, oh, here's WWE. And now they're going to see like... Like somebody who hasn't even paid attention in years would be like, what's NXT? Oh, this... Man, no, one, no one knows what NXT is, dude. When I try to explain to people... Like I was explaining to Jim last week. He's like, it's like the minor leagues of wrestling? And he was just like gagging about that. <laughs> Like, uh, how absurd it was that there's, like, a quote-unquote minor league in wrestling. <laughs> That's a great story. I could totally see how somebody would be confused by that. Yeah, like, what do you mean there's a minor league? <laughs> there's not competition. No. <laughs> so how is, there, how is there a minor league? Like, that is hilarious. That, that That's just, like, I mean, that's the basic understanding, you know? Yeah. If you just, like... If you just saw wrestling and didn't think about it, you'd just be like, you'd probably think like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you didn't think like, oh, these people are actually like, there is a craft to this. Yeah. 
Oh, that's a gag. So, no, yeah, I like it. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited for that to see. I actually, uh, before we get into Raw and SmackDown, I got a chance to watch some of uh, TakeOver over this last weekend. I know it was two weeks ago before SummerSlam, but... Hey, sometimes it takes that long. Oh, yeah. Still haven't finished, motherfucker, because you know the last match is probably going to be like 45 minutes. Yeah. So how was it so far? It's good. Uh, you started off with uh, Street Profits. It's good to see them in action. They you see them all the time on WWE without, like, thinking, no oh, shit, what are these guys like in ring? Yeah. So, they're solid, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're solid. They, they retain, right? Yeah. Which one of them uh, does, the, does the beatboxing? The bigger guy? Uh, yeah, fuck, I can never remember their names. Yeah. I like when they do yeah, that. Yeah, the, the bigger guy's more of a, it's, it's your classic tag team. You got a strength guy and you got a, a more of a cruiserweight guy. Yeah. And they, they work well in the ring. They, they were up against uh, Undisputed Era. It's a good match. The match I liked most so far in this pay-per-view, though, is the second match. It's just a straight-up uh, grudge match. No title or nothing for between two women, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. And what I'm realizing is NXT, like that. They're developing sneaky good storylines. Or maybe I'm just fooled by the video packages. Well, WWE has been known to make the best video package in the biz. I know, but like with <laughs> WWE's, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that looks alright, but you really just give me uh, a recap and there's nothing that hardcore. But NXT, it looks like... You know, they're, they're doing, they're pulling some of this Attitude Era stuff as well. They're, they're showing a lot of backstage attacks and shit, and they're getting rowdy. And these two women, EO and Candice, man, they're, they're, they're attacking each other with chairs and shit. It, it's, it's some, it's some hardcore shit. And like, so have you finished that match yet? Oh yeah. Doesn't, doesn't EO turn heel or something? Or was she uh, always she was heel? already heel. Oh well, maybe there was a, was there a turn in the story then? Like, was there a heel turn at some point? Not to my knowledge, because I, I have it in parentheses that she's heel coming in. Hmm. So, I don't know. I saw something about that. But yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Because yeah, I I never follow the storylines. I usually try to I usually try to watch the takeovers and I'll just watch a random episode whenever I can if I don't have anything yeah. you know what I mean. For sure. Uh, but no, the video package thing. Um, I think it's because we in WWE it's because we know. Because I've watched pay per views with non wrestling fans and you can tell the video package like hypes you know. Like if you just went in to watch a pay per view, like if you just watched SummerSlam randomly and you saw the video package, you would probably think the story was much better than it was. You know what I mean? Like for uh, somebody who doesn't watch. I know. I'm just trying to think of a story that has like backstage action, like, like the stuff. like the Lesnar Rollins story. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I know what you're talking about, and there's there's nuance there. That's definitely part of it. But uh, I, I still think, like, I, I was just shocked by the what what the women were doing as far as, like, physical harm to each other and also, oh, yeah. like, how NXT went about producing and shooting it. Like, they, w- they went back to security footage, you know? Yeah, I saw that's dope. Package. That's great. Yeah, I, well, I did see a Io Shirai, and I've seen her do it before, but when she puts the chair on her chest and then does the moonsault. Oh, it's, it's so cool. She did that. Uh, it Was it that match that she did that? I or, can't remember if it was during the video package or during the match. It might have been both, actually. Okay, because I've seen a lot of clips of that, and that's awesome. Yeah, she just she basically just puts a a folded chair up to her chest like boogie board style when she's on the top rope, and then she does a fucking moonsault and splashes like I keep thinking she's gonna like put the chair leg through her leg or something, you know? Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario. Is like the chair leg goes like I could see that happening. But she she just rides that thing like a boogie board, man. It's it's cool as shit. Yeah, and her moonsault is wicked. It looks like Mario. Here we go. Oh, it's so Mario like. Yeah, she even does yeah, like. A, she does the hands and everything. Yeah, it's a perfect description. Mario sixty four, do a backflip with Mario. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, hold down Z, and then uh, hit B. I think, right? Uh, A. Oh, Z then A. I think. Yeah, you're oh, right. Wow. Yeah, I think it's Z and A. Well, I'm at now. Let's get in some fucking raw. Yeah, NXT is good. Yeah. It, um. What do you th- What did you think of raw this week? Uh, this is a uh, not a great raw. No, but the crowd was great. Oh yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah, the the raw wasn't great, but the crowd made up for it, dude. They were the crowd was on it. I think it's actually St. Paul, in case anyone cares. Well, they kept saying the Twin Cities. Yeah. So I don't know technically where it was. I saw a sign backstage that said "Welcome to St. Paul, WWE." Okay. So I'm gonna assume St. Paul. When do people decide that they're gonna make something a Twin City? I think it all steps stems back to like old school historic shit. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a very good question. We need to get Wolf on here. He probably knows the answer to that. Maybe like it. I, maybe it's just when the two towns that are back to back or cities that are back literally back to back are both of like population and prominence. You know. Yeah, you, you, I mean, there's always one dominant city, though. That's true. I guess because there just has to be. Like, Minneapolis, St. Paul, you know. Yeah, Bloomington, normal. Yeah, Bloomington. Well, which one has uh, ISU? Is it Bloomington or normal? Um, I think it's normal. Really? I don't know. Let me look. Uh, here's one more. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be all right? We'll get through it. <laughs> we'll get through this one. 
uh, Twin City that I didn't know of until a couple of years ago. Dallas-Fort Worth. This is a real thing, I think. No, I know about this. Do you? Oh, no. Yes, but now I'm... I'm pretty sure the reason I know about that is from a terrible TV show. Um... No, where do I, how do I know about, I don't know, but yeah, I have heard that. But, I, I always thought it was just the airport, but then I kept hearing, oh, we're in Fort Worth, Texas, like, way at the airport. Okay, so technically in normal. Oh, ISU is normal? Yep, and same thing with, uh, the other one, speaking of. Um, what's it called in, uh, Champaign-Urbana? Yeah, yeah, Urbana's U of I. It actually is Urbana? I think so. Okay. There's, that's another one. I don't understand it. Well, keep, keep, keep thinking. One of the, you know, we're not going to figure out right now. Nope. So, uh, what are we talking about on Raw? Uh, we didn't even get in it. We were just talking about, uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> okay. Well, I liked I liked uh, I liked uh, Jerry the King Lawler's spot a lot. Did you? Yes. I think you he still. Like I think he still got it. Him on commentary or him uh, doing his King's Court? No, his goof. Just his goofy antics. Like when he was a serious man, he was fine. He was whatever. You know, when he was just introducing the King's Court. But when uh. When the fiend's music hit, and he was like, "Woo!" Like he did his classic noises, and he was like, "Like you know, going around the ring, like scampering around." And then he like stopped, and he was like, "I've seen this before." And then he like yeah. dipped out of the ring, like that. That shit was great. Oh yeah, I mean, they, they had him on commentary for a match before this, and like, I, I want to write down in my notes, "Be careful, Corey," because. If King was younger, man, he'd still have that job because him and Cole get along great. He's better just with banter in general. Yeah, he is. He's so good. He is. But a lot of his character is gone because of, you know, 2019. Uh, Oh, yeah. But he's still, I agree, though. Like, a lot of his character is ruined because of that. But um, I agree that he, without being like that, he was still pretty good. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash go independent. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Hall of Fame wrestling announcer, even without his, his horny-ass character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I notice a difference for sure. Him and Cole have a huge rapport, so they're just jumping in like it's no one's business. Like the good old days. Yeah. I was trying to think. He said something hilarious. Um... Oh, I cracked wise to Renee about something. It's an uncle joke. Oh, what I was thinking was he kept saying that Roman Reigns' jaw was jacked. <laughs> he was like, his jaw's jacked. It's hurting. 
And then, uh... Like, it's, it's... Like he got punched or something? No, like, remember when Ziggler hit him with the cheap shot? It was like a, uh, it was a super kick. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he said... And Reigns was doing the thing with his jaw to sell it, you know? Where you're, like, stretching out your jaw and moving it around. Yeah. Like, grabbing it, you know, like you're stroking your beard, but you're just checking to make sure your jaw's alright, man. You just got fucking... My jaw's jacked. You yeah, know? jaw's jacked. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's doing all that stuff, and... And what JR always talks about, that they don't comment on what we're seeing enough, like, King did comment. He's, and like, it did stand out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, JR always talks about that, and it seems so fucking simple and stupid. But it's so true. Like, you, you comment on what the fans are seeing. Like, you write, you know, the narrative. And, and that's what, that's what King did. He says, jaw's all jacked. Look at that, jaw jacked. It's hurting. And then uh, later on, he, Reigns was doing it again as the match progressed. And he's like, his jaw's still jacked. <laughs> it was great. And then uh, when uh, when he hit the spear at the end to finish, Reigns ends up winning via spear. King does his signature noises, you know, like I was saying he was doing earlier or, or later with the uh, Fiend thing. Yeah, like, hoo Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's always his puppy's voice without him saying puppies. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you're I agree. If you remember Jerry the King Lawler from back in that area, like, you can almost hear it and feel it still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he was really good. I agree. Um, Bailey calls out Sasha. You get Bailey and Sasha brewing. Really? I mean, Bailey, excuse me, Becky. I was going to say, what? I totally missed this. That'd be cool if it's Bailey, Sasha. Yeah, yeah, that's what we talked about last week. Yeah, no, no, yeah, Becky, yep. That was a good promo. I'm sure, I don't know if it was taped. I mean, even if it was, but... It was, it said earlier today. Yeah, well, those are probably, I'm sure those are easier because you can totally script it. But, uh... It was really good. Either way. And uh, we did, and obviously, because King's Court got interrupted by the Fiend, uh, we didn't get the uh, Sasha interview until later. And then we got it by strict-ass Cole, sassy-ass debate moderator Michael Cole. Yeah, why, why do they keep doing this to us? What, having Cole do interviews? Yeah, they gave us the same thing that you're talking about, where it's split screen, Cole's at the desk. Uh, they did it with they did it earlier in the show with King Puka. And uh, they did it last week with Stone Cold. You say they did one with King Booker? Yeah, you didn't see that? I'm wrong? Yeah, he tried to he they had King Puka come on to uh to legitimize the King of the Ring tournament. Like, try to sell it. Like, this is why it's important. No, that was just another split screen? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. You didn't see that? No, I, I, I completely missed that. Well, you didn't miss much. Like I said, he just... He came on and him and Cole tried to get us pumped for uh, King of the Ring. 
I mean, I, I like. I mean, I like most announcers. Corey is sliding fast <laughs> on my announcer power ranking. Really? He is, dude. I and like he's him. Always just giving me analysis and then covering up mistakes that don't need to be covered up. Yeah, but okay. I hate the mistake cover up. Agree with that. Um. But I do like that Corey still takes chances. Like, he'll just totally go into the weeds and then just laugh and just say, fuck it. You know what I mean? He did it two Raws ago. He was just like, what are you talking about? Dolph Ziggler's tough. Dolph Ziggler's like, you ever see, like, a guy, like, get hit by a car, like, in a car accident? They get out and they're just fine. They're unscathed. And, like, he's just going into this stupid story. And Renee's like, what are you talking about? And he just started laughing. And that was Uh it. Yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> so, like, I, I do like, and he made up a word uh, recently, and uh, somebody called him out on it, and he was just like, yeah, I made it up. But, like, you could tell, like, it was hilarious. Which, that's, that I like a guy that can t- take some chances. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. He, he keeps it alive. Um. He's still sliding for me, though. Yeah. I don't well, know if I'm just getting too used to his milk or what? Well, it's the, uh... It's the cover-ups. Which, I don't know. I mean, it's it's debatable how you handle a botch. What do you, what do you think? What What's the best way to handle a botch on commentary? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's entirely subjective, but... It shouldn't be handled with the same formulaic... Oh, yeah, that's what... That's what he was trying to do there, blah, blah, blah. Like, as soon as every single botch happens, like, no matter what the size. I feel like he's just, yeah, it's almost like he's testing himself. Like, he makes them up so fast. Yeah. It's like a pop quiz hot shot. Yeah, I think he's trying to work on his feet and just see how fast and sharp he can be. Because it's just, be it'll be the craziest shit. Be like, oh, you know, he flipped foot slipped off the discus there. It looked like he was going for a insiguri. Like, just crazy shit. Maybe he was trying to jump up on the third rope from the bottom there. I don't know. I mean, we don't have to analyze that. This isn't Joe Rogan, okay? We, we don't have to get hey. that deep. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't know what the... Like, it annoys me if nothing's said either. I kind of wish they would just make fun of it. Like, well, I guess, like you said, subjective. Like, if you're yeah. able, if you're able to make fun of it, I think you should. She's like, well, psh, look at that idiot. Didn't even, didn't even hit him with the kick. Total whiff, bozo. My <laughs> <laughs> kick would do that. Yeah, like if you're the heel announcer, and that was the face that botched, and it, it's, it feels right to do it. I think you could, you should do, do go that route. I was, I was writing down some uh, phrases. That uh, announcers use entirely too much of. Okay. So I only got a couple from this week that were said probably about 50 times each. But uh, it's that would be a real test for announcers not to use either of these two phrases for an entire Raw. Moments ago. No, man. Impossible. And here's the other one even harder. Wait a minute. Yes. Yep. Those are impossible. Uh, 
it always used to be back in the day it was solar plexus. <laughs> yeah. Right in the solar plexus. That was a JR's time, man. Oh yeah. Everybody used that one. Uh what else from Raw here? King of the Ring got started. Yes, two matches, right? Yep, two matches from Raw, two matches from SmackDown. Okay, so we got let's go through that real quick. We got uh, Joe, Joe beats Cesaro, right? Yeah, night, night. Night, night for Joe. Joe wins via submission. And then we had, oh, Cedric Alexander with the upset. Well, not really an upset, but beats Sami Zayn. Beats him pretty easily, too. Yeah, I I know they've been making Sami lose lately. They're starting something up with that. And then Cedric's been winning, so I guess it makes sense. And they got some, uh, Sammy gets some shit on SmackDown, too, so. Okay. There's, there's, there's more to Sammy than meets the eye. Good, good. Uh, one other, another question from Raw. I was busy during the Rey Mysterio segment. Uh, was this like a fake retirement and then Dominic talks him back into the game or what happened? Exactly. Okay. Are they, is there something like a tag team going on? They're talking about uh, Ray promised Dominic like one day he'd wrestle side by side with him or something like that. So, I mean, maybe one day, but it doesn't look like anytime soon because he still looks like he's 17 and slightly out of shape. Yeah. I didn't know if we if Dominic was getting in the ring or what. Yeah, I mean, he wants to. He's, he's playing seats. Okay. Okay. But I don't know why they're doing a kayfabe style like this. Um, we got a new faction, or I guess it's not completely new, but we got Revival and Randy Orton. Yeah. I was, I'm, okay, make, I'm, I'm okay with this. Oh, that was with the uh, New Day thing? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, I missed about 75% of RKO's total just because that's how they have weak to... and deadly they are, man, is I'm not even <laughs> watching the fucking screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I think Revival and Randy Orton makes sense. Oh, yeah. I, could, I like it. They need each other. They, they... feed off each other. Exactly. Exactly. Um... Natty uh, gets attacked. Natty got her arm in a sling and gets attacked by Sasha. Did she get attacked? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mark it down for attacked. Okay. Um, and then the only other thing I had was the main event. You got anything else? Well, Sasha, like we had, they had that Cole interview. I mean, what do you think of Sasha's part? We got sidetracked by the interviews. Oh, I liked... I actually did like Sasha's part, and Samantha was watching this with me. And uh, we both predicted what what was going to happen. Because, like, at first she was acting babyface again. You know, if if you go back and watch it, her when she first starts answering the questions, she's, like, babyface. And then she says, like... When she switches it and, and starts talking about her hair. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm not buying it, but I'm a you know I'm a Becky Mark. So, 
Well, I, she, I just wrote down Sasha doesn't say shit during the Cole interview. I, th- I, th- I thought it was quarterback talk. Well, yeah, no, that was the whole point. She didn't say anything. He he wanted her to get down to brass tacks, like, you know, why did you why did you attack Becky Lynch? What, what what's blah blah blah? And then she just started talking about her hair and what people like. She just ducked like purposely acted like she was going to start answering the question, and then swerved to talk about her hair in mid sentence just to be like a bitch. You know what I mean? Well, she succeeded. <laughs> I'm just saying, I liked it. But I like Sasha a lot. Ooh. Big old Thunderstrike. I don't know if you probably can't hear that on the podcast. We just got a boomer out here. Oh, man. We got a little rain earlier, but it seems to be okay. Seems to have calmed down. Uh, and then we got Braun and Seth versus Gals and Anderson for the Raw Tag Titles. And uh, Braun and Seth win. Yeah. What do you think of that? I I thought it was stupid. I got the match spoiled on the internet, of course. Oh, Jesus. And uh, so I was half-assed watching it because I knew what was going to happen. But um, I don't know. What's the story here? Seth like helped him last week or something? Uh, uh, Braun helped Seth last week. And then uh, gave a... Handed him a title, but gave him, like, a tight grip stare down. So they touched on that this week. Seth's like, hey, I can read between the lines, bro. I get it. You want it? You want this? We, we, get, we get, That's cool with me. Oh, yeah. But we yeah. got to deal with these tag team. I'm more interested in getting the tag team titles for no fucking reason tonight. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. I was like, this is stupid. And I'm, I'm not... I'm never a fan of uh, a double champ, like main card champ and tag champ, unless it's Brothers of Destruction. <laughs> unless we're specifically talking about the Brothers of Destruction, then I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. Because they did that at one point. They were, uh, Kane was the IC champ, Taker was the WWF champ, and they were tag champs. Damn, that's complete domination. Domination, baby. Uh, no, I don't know, man. Well, I don't know why they did that. Like, they continually fuck up the uh, the tag tag division. I mean, you know, this is just a cut of rift between Braun and Seth that'll eventually happen, right? Yeah, but it's like, why do you? Why do we have to do that? Why can't we just have a legitimate tag division? I don't. One of them's always got to be fucked up. You can never have two straight tag divisions. That's true. The SmackDown one. I don't know. I just thought Gals and Ando, like, I'm cool with them being uh, being champs. Like, I, I think they could have defended that in a, in a tag division. That would have been cool. But well, Real quick, is there any way... Um... You see a uh, triple threat between AJ Braun and Seth for the title. Because that's what I was feeling before AJ and... I mean, before Braun and Seth done won the titles tonight. For, uh, like, the next big one? Yeah. What would that be, Survivor Series? Oh, no, no, I just meant, uh, like, the next pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Class of Champions. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every title's defended, Jeff. We do know that. 
Oh, that is true. Except when it's not. <laughs> That's true. That is a rule, except when it's not. Yep. It's kind of like uh, count outs in professional wrestling. <laughs> Sometimes they happen, other times they don't. Uh, no, but I can see that. When is that? Do you know? No, I mean, they're starting the King of the Ring matches, so it can't be too far off. Okay, that's, yeah, alright. I'd say mid-September. Okay, so let's get into SmackDown. We had uh, Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn, or no, and Cedric Alexander advance so far. Yeah, on Raw that happened. So while we're on that topic, update our King of the Ring SmackDown. That's the son of a bitch. Uh, first match, I didn't even put right down the winner in my notes. So the first match was Almas versus Apollo Cruz. I'm going to go ahead and assume that uh, Almas won. Yeah. And the other is the uh, main event. And this is KO versus Elias. First round, King of the Ring. Oh, this is where I predicted that Elias... Uh... Elias gets interference and and steals this one. Was I correct? There's some back there's some backstory that you'll uh, see when you watch SmackDown. But yes, so you, you, you fucking you fucking hit this out of the ballpark, Eric. All right. Well, let's see here. So we haven't we haven't. I guess we'll save that because I, I wanted to watch SmackDown. Um, what the fuck? Blowing up on me. I just got the weirdest message. Let me go. Um, so that there was only two matches. Yeah. Um, we also had a. Uh, I don't know what you want as far as spoilers. If you want me to keep it fresh, but we started the night off with uh. Orton promo showing us how unskilled he is on the mic when given an extended period of time. In my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Like for his stature and for his respect, like in the ring, he's not that good on the mic. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I feel you. But this gets interrupted by Kofi. So uh, we get a, a Kofi attack. You know how Orton always attacks his RKO. Kofi snuck up on him with the Trouble in Paradise. Hell yeah. What do you think about the Trouble in Paradise real quick? With the spinning heel kick? Yeah, I've always, I've, kick? yeah, I've always wanted something more. That's just me. We could have already talked about this, but maybe we didn't. I don't know. I don't think we have, but I agree. I, I like a little more power, but that just could be the attitude error in me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a power finisher. Uh, continue. Carry on. Uh, it's hailing here now. Oh, fuck. Yep. I can hear it clang, clang, clanging against all the metal outside. Um. KO, uh, goes in for a serious talk with Shane. Asks him to, uh, reconsider the fine. And Shane's gonna milk on that. The, the two had a professional business encounter. Okay. So Shane, you're saying Shane's gonna think about reducing the fine? Yeah. And they they seemed like every they seemed like they were all good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then we had a uh, 
match. After that, we had a moment of bliss with uh, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte's basically like, I kind of like Bliss and Cross in this uh, role. Like, I can't describe what they are, but Bliss isn't as sassy. I don't know if they're trying to turn face on them. Okay. Because on Raw, you probably didn't get on the Hulu Cup, but like, they squashed, uh, I want to say, uh, Mandy and Sonya. And Cole was just really hyping them up, like, as if they're turning face. Like, I'm impressed by what Cross and Alexa have done lately. Hmm. Yeah, no, didn't get that on the Hulu. Yeah, it's, it's a quick one, and you can tell by the talent level it wasn't going to make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I hear you. But, uh, so Charlotte just comes out, and she's talking that same old mess about being superior than everyone. How, uh, she's just talking to Bailey. Like, Bailey's not out there at the time, but she's talking shit to Bailey, saying the title's irrelevant. I'm the one out on the red carpet because they don't want no side ponytail sassy gal out there, you know? Mm hmm. So Bailey comes out. She's like, you know what, Charlotte? I'm sick of this shit, blah, blah, blah. And she, it's, it seems to be a typical Bailey retort. And Charlotte's sitting in one of those guest chairs. You know that uh, the moment of bliss has those uh, fancy lounge chairs. Like, aren't they director chairs? No, they're uh, they're lounge chairs. Or, uh, maybe okay. they used to be director chairs, but they're lounge chairs now. Okay. Like plush. No. White it, oh damn! Yeah, they're getting comfortable out there. But it's not like with armrests or anything. It's still like got that. Stand up, standalone style. Okay. You know? I thought there was like couches out there. I was like, take a load off, ladies. <laughs> Just go ahead and sprawl <laughs> out. Like the view. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not quite that. But um, so Charlotte's just Jesus Christ, this hail's getting ridiculous. Put the phone up to it. Yeah, that's pretty... I can hear it. Yeah, that's you, Denver. You got a nice storm going. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's blowing in hard as shit right now. But anyway, what I was getting to... Funniest part of the goddamn week. Charlotte's lounging in that chair. She might even be cross-legged. Cause she might have been wearing a skirt or something. And Bailey's, like, just cutting her retort. Admits it. She just goes and shoves Charlotte over in the chair. And Charlotte slams face first in that fake ass like coffee table they got out there. <laughs> Where is this? You know, anyone sitting down just looks like a straight dummy when they get pushed over. If the chair goes with them, you know. Oh God, yeah. Where is this at in the show? Like at the beginning or the end? Um, beginning, middle. Like it's it's almost at the halfway point, but okay. not quite. So I'd say about thirty, forty-five minutes in. Okay. It's fantastic. Nice. That's the best part of the night? That's the most comedic part of the night. Okay. Uh, my favorite match of the week was uh, uh, Buddy Murphy versus uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh, man. Got a grudge match. Yeah, that's got that's a must-see. So did they... Okay, so we're running out of time, so that's what we need to focus on. Well, we need to hear... Two things. We need okay. to we need to know about the Roman Reigns story. 
which includes okay. which includes that match. And then we need to know about uh, KO versus uh, Elias and that whole story. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> this is a good match. It's a long one. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, but post-match with the backstage, Brian and Rowan are attacking Murphy, like after commercial. Okay. You lied and you deserve this, blah, blah, blah. And throughout this whole time, they have someone backstage draped in some rags. Like, so you can't see their face or body at all. Like, just sitting in an empty room, and it's claimed to be the culprit. Brian oh. and Rowan, Rowan have him in this room, just chilling there all fucking night. Okay, they got him holed up in the locker room. Yeah. Alright. Hell yeah. And then, uh, after the main event, which was a KO Elias thing, uh... Brian and Roman are back there with this guy, and then Roman pops in. They're like, you want to see who the culprit is? And they pull the mask off this guy, and literally the audience laughs. It's not a good turn. I don't know what's going on, because this guy looks just like an identical twin of Roman. Eric Rowan. Okay, so they're just claiming that it was it was a guy that looked like Rowan. Yeah. And does he really look like Rowan? Kind of, kind of looks like Harper and Rowan, but he's supposed to look like Rowan, like he's got the beard. But you can tell they manufactured him to look just like him, you know? Oh, yeah, so Ro- Roman doesn't believe it, right? I don't know, they just, they, Roman's just staring at him and there's a lot of heavy breathing going on. There's a lot of big men breathing in there, huh? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, so we're left with another cliffhanger that we don't know what Roman thinks of this. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't a good reveal at all. Like I say, you can hear the audience laughing. Oh, God. It's just not good. Okay. Alright, I gotcha. So what about uh, KO? What happens after KO and uh, Shane have this this cordial agreement in the hallway? So uh, later on, uh, KO comes back into the office, and Shane's like... I did what you asked and considered. And they, they pulled the whole father card from one father to another. Man to man. He said, uh, he said I'll, I'll take off the fine. But if it happens again, if you strike a WWE official again, you'll be fired immediately. So, okay, I was like, alright. He goes out for his match against Elias. Uh, shortly after the match starts, Shane comes out and he's just chilling ringside. And Tom Phillips is like, wow, he's being cordial. He's just being an observer. I guess we might see a change, Shane McMahon. Then all of a sudden, later on in the match, uh, it's, it's the action's outside the ring and, like, Shane just steps in and breaks up KO and Elias. Like, because KO's getting the better of Elias. It's like, no, no, leave him alone, leave him alone. KO's like, what? And then Shane just takes off his cool shirt and reveals that he's got an official's uniform on so he can't be touched okay and then KO's pissed off action gets back in the ring uh Elias rolls up KO and Shane just slides in and gives the quickest count you ever did see go for count yep go for count yep and you're done yep okay so yeah, so so KO gets screwed out of the King of the Ring tournament. I like it. And the KO 
same thing. It's going strong. Yep. Which isn't great, but not horrible, I guess. I mean, it, it helps build up KO, like in that Stone Cold roll, but yeah. Shane, Shane's not Vince, so we've, we've been through that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm definitely going to be watching that, especially for the Charlotte moment. Oh, for sure. And then the uh, I'll watch the KO shenanigans for sure. And uh, Murphy Bryant. Yeah, the Murphy. Yep. So it sounds like a so SmackDown better than Raw. Yeah, I mean it's not great still, but it's better. So it sounds better. For sure. All right, dude. Well, we are here. We're at our hard network out. Do you have anything else before we get going for the week? Uh, that's about it. All right. Well. Um. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't understand. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. Huh? I said, okay. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 